the H1B guy here. And today, the H1B guy news for the week ending March 25th, 2022. Today I'll cover E and L2 EAD I9 guidance, Biden's H1B problem, and immigration reform included in the competition bill. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you if you haven't already to please subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube and like this video so that I can continue to produce more content like this for you. I also wanted to mention the H1B Guy offers a variety of consulting services. I help businesses and individuals solve complex work authorization issues in the recruitment process while bringing awareness to employment-based immigration benefits. If I can help you, please reach out. I'd love to hear how. And you can book an appointment directly with me via the h1bguide.com. Today's news is brought to you by Syndesis and Path to Canada, the ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain, and by perm-ads.com, the industry leader in providing a seamless experience for employers and immigration attorneys navigating the complex perm recruitment ad phase of the labor certification process. Now, the news. Well, I wanted to thank everyone who took time to join me on Wednesday for the H-1B Guy Live on March 23rd, 2022, where I discussed H-1B visa alternatives, as well as questioned when we were going to find out the H-1B lottery results. Here are the news stories that interested me most this week. March 18th, 2022. In a news release on USCIS titled USCIS Updates Guidance on Employment Authorization for E and L Non-Immigrant Spouses, quote, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services is updating guidance in the USCIS Policy Manual to address the documentation that certain ENL non-immigrant spouses may use as evidence of employment authorization based on their non-immigrant status. On November 12, 2021, USCIS issued a policy announcement to clarify that we will consider ENL spouses to be employment authorized based on their valid E or L non-immigrant status. Since the November 2021 announcement, the Department of Homeland Security added a class of admission COA codes to distinguish between E and L spouses and children. As of January 30, 2022, USCIS and CBP began issuing Forms I-94 with the following COA codes for certain E and L spouses, E1S, E2S, E3S, and L2S. An unexpired form I-94 reflecting one of these new codes is acceptable as evidence of employment authorization for spouses under list C of form I-9. If you are an E or L spouse age 21 or over who has an unexpired form I-94 that USCIS issued before January 30th, 2022, we will mail you a notice beginning on or about April 1st, 2022. This notice, along with an unexpired form I-94 reflecting E-1, E-2, E-3, E-3D, E-3R, and L-2 non-immigrant status, will serve as evidence of employment authorization. I've been asked a lot about the process recently for L-2s obtaining work authorization at the port of entry since this change in policy and I wanted to cover this news release from USCIS as it addresses this question and brings clarity to what the answer is. 
The answer is basically once you have your I-94 that reflects your E or L status with that S designation, you will possess an acceptable form of evidence for employment authorization. Basically, I-94 in hand, you're authorized to work. For all of you staffing and HR pros who follow me on this platform, this means that I-94 copy with that specific designation is now an acceptable form of work authorization for the I-9 under the list C category. All in all, this is great news. Now, let's get this as an option for H-4 spouses as well. On March 22nd, 2022, uh, in an article written by Ron Hira, Daniel Costa, and Hal Salzman for Jacobin Magazine titled, Biden Can Fix the Anti-Worker H-1B Immigration Visa Scam. Quote, the exploitation of both H-1B and U.S. workers is well known, yet the government continues to hand out H-1B visas as if the program worked flawlessly. Simply put, weak labor safeguards make it extraordinarily profitable for an employer to hire an H-1B worker instead of a U.S. worker. Not because the H-1B worker possesses skills that are hard to find in the U.S., but because they reduce payroll costs and are virtually indentured to their employer. The Biden administration can follow a clear path. Close the loophole that incentivizes outsourcing, raise wage rates for H-1B workers so that they match U.S. standards, ensure U.S. workers have a legitimate opportunity to apply for jobs open to H-1B workers, investigate rampant wage theft, and allocate H-1B visas by prioritizing the most highly skilled workers rather than through a random lottery. The vested interest profiteering by exploiting the current H-1B program, tech companies, staffing firms, and even universities will sue the government to overturn any new rules. But they're worth fighting for. Because if the government cannot represent the American workers and the relatively powerless guest workers who work alongside them against powerful employers, then what use is the government at all? You do not have to look very far on the internet to find dozens of H-1B visa hate pieces penned by Ron Hira and Hal Salzman. I unfortunately had the privilege of being quoted in Politico magazine with the aforementioned Mr. Hira. However, I do agree that the current format in which the H-1B visa operates is in dire need of reform. Look no further than the disaster of the H-1B lottery in its current format and the subsequent inflated demand that the electronic portal has created since its inception in 2020. The biggest piece of misinformation here, though, is around wages. And if they do a little research, they'd find that H-1B workers now average over $100,000 annually. And I'm really curious if Mr. Hira or Mr. Salzman has ever had the pleasure of recruiting on a software engineering need for the tech companies they mentioned that are profiteering off of the H-1B program. The lack of American workers in the development space is a real and consistent issue that has forced tech companies and staffing firms alike to turn to high-skilled foreign talent to meet that demand. Otherwise, offshoring becomes the next most viable option outside of employee reskilling. So what would you rather do? Send our jobs outside of the U.S. or have them here 
in the U.S. I assume that Mr. Hira and Mr. Salzman would prefer that we continue to turn to outsourcing to meet the talent demand in STEM versus continuing to utilize the H-1B visa as a viable solution. On March 23rd, 2022, in an article written by Suzanne Moynak for Roll Call titled, Competition Bill Could Carry High-Skilled Immigration Changes. Quote, Following the advancement of legislation to shore up U.S. global competitiveness, senators expressed optimism the bill could serve as a bipartisan vehicle for long-awaited changes to the legal immigration system. The Senate voted Wednesday to move forward with resolving differences between its bill and the House-passed version. Both measures would provide funds to boost American manufacturing and scientific research to better compete with China and other global powers. Chief among those differences are a slate of immigration provisions added by the House that would create a new visa category for entrepreneurs. They would also exempt foreign citizens with doctoral degrees in science, technology, engineering, and math or STEM fields from annual green card limits. Senator John Cornyn, Republican from Texas, a member of the Judiciary Committee that has jurisdiction over immigration matters, said that he was certainly open to the House-passed immigration provisions on high-skilled visas. However, those efforts have stalled amid intraparty disagreements and Senate Democrat, Democratic whip Richard J. Derman has indicated uh, party leaders are unlikely to try again this year. I don't know if this is the right vehicle, Durbin said, of the competition and innovation bill, but I've talked to Senator Cornyn about a bipartisan conversation. While I wholeheartedly support immigration reform surrounding high-skilled temporary foreign workers, I'm not going to hold my breath that the competition bill is going to be the vehicle for which it will happen. It is good to see Senator Cornyn becoming more open to the idea of including immigration reform in the competition bill or maybe some other piece of legislation as, as part of a bipartisan effort. Something tells me, though, that the self-proclaimed immigration champion himself, Senator Durbin, will never let that happen. That is, unless the text from his Relief Act, or H-1B and L-1 Visa Reform Act, were to be wholly included as amendments. Modifications to the INA continue to be the forefront of any immigration reform discussions. The pleas for help from the green card backlog community and dependence of high-skilled temporary foreign workers only continues to grow. The question is, is anyone on the Hill really listening? For the full post on the H-1B Guy News for the week ending March 25th, 2022, please check out the h1bguy.com. And a reminder that today's news was brought to you by Syndesis and Path to Canada. The ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. If you're facing an H-1B denial or OPT expiration, don't get caught off guard. Make sure you have a plan B and Syndesis and Path to Canada are your answers. If you want to find out if you qualify, please be sure to use the link in the video description below and someone from Syndesis or Path to Canada will be in touch. And also by perm-ads.com the industry leader in providing a seamless experience for employers and immigration attorneys navigating the complex perm recruitment ad phase of the labor certification process. If you're looking to reduce your costs and overhead associated with perm labor certification recruitment advertising, let perm-ads.com help you. Just wanted to ask you again to please like this video, 
subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube and click the bell for notifications so that you're notified anytime we post new content here to this channel. If you've made it this far, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to watch my video. I really appreciate your support. The H1B Guy, your global source for all things H1B. Thank you.